RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. The Trek Files, Episode 21, Letter from Andrew Probert to Gene Roddenberry, June 19th, 1972. This episode of The Trek Files is sponsored by the official Star Trek Starships XL Editions, large format ships officially authorized by CBS Studios. Subscribe today and get the USS Voyager for 20% off and with free shipping. For details, visit st-starshipsxl.com slash thetrekfiles. Welcome to The Trek Files, a look into the archives of Roddenberry Entertainment from the personal files of Gene Roddenberry. And now your host, Dr. Trek, Larry Nemechek. Welcome back, Star Trek background fans, Star Trek fans of all kinds, and of course, Star trek files with an F. <laughs> Here's another edition of The Trek Files, and one that's a little historic. Um, we've had documents, we've had letters to Gene, we've had letters from Gene, but I think this may be our first illustrated letter to Gene. have a very special guest that will be right back after we take a sample of the letter, which, of course, as always, you can find at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Trek Files. Take a listen. June 19th, 1972. Dear Mr. Roddenberry, I was really pleased to hear that you might be interested in a few of my ideas on various equipment designs for star travelers. My heart has always been in space travel, and through the years I've developed a keen interest in movies, especially the special effects department, and especially where science fiction is concerned. When Star Trek was released, it was though my dreams had become reality. Now Star Trek is gone, but it is far from dead, and the prospect of a return is exciting. However, without the original cast, it wouldn't be quite the same. There is no other Dr. McCoy but Mr. Kelly, and there is no other Spock but you-know-who. In September, I will be only 26 years old and could in no way presume to tell you anything new, but I'd like to present my ideas to you for what they're worth and hope something productive may come from them. Star Trek fans, you asked for bigger ships, and now you've got bigger ships. The official Star Trek Starships XL editions from Eagle Moss are twice as large as the standard models. Officially authorized by CBS Studios, each iconic ship is die-cast and hand-painted, and each comes with an in-depth magazine featuring production artwork, highlights of the ship's history, design, and a breakdown of the technology on board, along with crew and weapons. Start your collection today with the 10-inch XL Edition USS Voyager for only $59.95 with free shipping. New models ship every other month for the same low price with free shipping, and you may cancel your subscription at any time. For details and to order, visit st-starshipsxl.com slash thetrekfiles. Go big with the official Star Trek Starships XL editions at st-starshipsxl.com slash thetrekfiles. It's an interesting pair of correspondence pieces from the great Andy Probert to Gene Roddenberry way back in the halcyon early days of 1972. And, of course, who better to have on as a guest to talk about his correspondence as a young buck is 
the inimitable, legendary, <laughs> man of the sketch pad, Andy Probert. Andy, it's so great to have you on the Trek Files with us. It's great to be had. Thank you. <laughs> did you remember this letter? Did this, uh, did this like blow you away? Yeah, it kind of did, actually. Um, w- once I got into it, uh, well, first of all, thank you for sending it to me. Sure. Uh, but once I got into it, I did remember it. But, you know, like a lot of things, uh, when you get past your teens, uh, you tend to forget. So, <laughs> Well, especially when there is so much to compete for brain space, right? So many good things. What, well, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean when there's been so much happened that something from your 26. Although um, I'm sure you remember that it was the first time you had contact with with Gene. I, I guess it is. Let, let's let's put this in perspective for folks. So this is you wrote to Gene in June 1972. He was barely starting to develop the first of his post Star Trek projects, Genesis Two, which turned into uh, a succession of things. But a Star Trek revival was barely beginning to be thought about. So what 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 sparked you to write to Gene? Did you see him at a convention? Did you just read something? You you were obviously a fan already, but what brought up what brought about this letter? Yeah, they uh they actually didn't have conventions back then, I don't think, did they? I don't know. Yeah, I was a, I was a fan like many of us uh, of the original series. It actually did some work on the uh, uh, on their newsletter, the Star Trek newsletter, back in the day, working with uh, um, Dorothy or uh, <laughs> or B. Joe and John. Uh, B. Joe, uh, yeah. B. Joe Campbell. Uh-huh. Okay. And so I would go there. I would I would go to Lincoln Enterprises. You know, Major was there, and uh, so I was able to do some some covers. If you have any of their old newsletters, you can see some of the cover art I did, and so on and so forth. So. Um, I don't even know where I was going with that, except that I, I had been a fan for a long time, and uh, and I wanted to approach Gene about the possibility of actually doing some work uh, on the show, and I, I, uh, if and when it ever came about again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, your letter starts off. You say, "I was really pleased to hear that you might be interested in a few of my ideas." So I thought. You know, it sounds like somewhere around those circles of conversation is where maybe this was sparked. Actually, there there was a prior letter, and and that that uh, I was actually digging through my stuff and could not find it. Although uh, I'm very confident that I wouldn't have thrown it away, obviously. Uh, so it was kind of a, a fan letter to Gene. He wrote me back and uh, said something to the to the effect that he's interested in in what I had to say. So then this is a reply to that. Oh, okay. And, uh, but no, I'd never seen him, never met him. You know, he was, he was the one on, on high. <laughs> well, you say uh, a fan letter and if, and the first one that you're talking about, there could have been, but this, the letter that we have here and his reply are hardly just your typical fan letter. I mean, you really were here to be clear. You're from, you're in Southgate at the time. So you're here in SoCal. Southern California here, you know, L.A. adjacent for everybody around the country and the world listening. Um, you're here in the neighborhood, so it's not like you're across the country and there's that familiarity. But uh, there, there's, a, there's another level to this letter where you're basically a professional and uh, staying in touch with a producer whose work you like, as has happened since the dawn of time or at least the dawn of Hollywood, <laughs> where you're trying to keep up and, and pitch yourself, basically market yourself. But more than just a fan letter, what I love about this is you you present yourself and kind of your criteria and your um, and the fact that you're a huge fan 
And you were saying, you know, years later or years before, we're only talking three years after cancel, just three years to the month here after the original cancellation, and they're barely into syndication. But your fan letter, quote unquote, goes into what many fans might do is offer some critiques. But then you're painting some original little mini proberts here and going on and on about all these, you know, major points that a lot of caught you later on, as well as other concept illustrators and uh, conceptualists, would bring up, like making the consoles more functional. Uh, like, who are they talking to when they dictate a lot or watch a view screen? Or how, what's the way to organize rooms and consoles and, and control layouts? And some of these basic ideas, you said you were 26 here, but we can see so much of future Trek, whether it came through your hands later or other people's, um, you know, getting out of the 60s. And getting on with the 70s and the 80s and the modern looks that we get into. I mean, it's just its just amazing. You gave him a lot of free consulting advice here is what you did. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure in my mind, you know, I hadn't worked in the business. I was, I was doing little odd jobs, working in photo labs and, you know, um, and doing whatever I could. And um, this was actually before I went to Art Center. So, um, I, um, you know, he, he must have said something in that first letter, like, you know, we're going to try to do it again or something, you know, mm-hmm. something that, that prompted me to regurgitate all of these ideas, uh, at him. And these are all just sketched on the paper uh, that I wrote on. So uh, I, I don't know what else to say. Uh, you know, anybody that's, that can see these on Facebook and, can judge for themselves, but yeah. well, no. I mean, you're 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 26, and you're showing the same kind of passion that anybody of any era of Star Trek, any fan who has a talent that they could bring to the show, uh, and some who their talent might not be <laughs> as developed as yours is. But people have sent Gene and and all the showrunners since you know, like here's my sketches for costumes and ships. I mean, they get so many of those kinds of letters, and a lot of them are amateur fans, but they just you know shine with the passion of someone who loves the show and loves sure. loves the, the 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 messages and morals and meanings mm-hmm. to coin a phrase. <laughs> And uh, but, but the passion that you you're writing your letter and you stop to draw sketches and illustrate what you mean in all these different areas and they're all uh, your bridge your three quarter bridge shot here is looks like it might as well have been done for a for a series or the movie you know ten years later fifteen years later yeah. but you, you'd exchanged with him already you lay out all this and you're just you're just coming from a place of passion enthusiasm and then within about a month here um, less than a month. He writes you back. I mean, were you expecting? Do you remember how this reply um, struck you? Uh, no, frankly, I don't. Um, I, I obviously must have been pretty flabbergasted that uh, you know that he would reply at all. Yeah. So, well, uh, looking at it now, what's your what's your thought? He's uh, he's giving you an update here as much as he can on the show, and then he holds open the idea. He offers you some suggestions and career advice, and then. And then uh, says, "I would love to see one of your paintings." <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't remember writing him after that. Um, he got busy with things. He got busy with his other projects. I'm sure you did too. Um, it's an amazing letter to go back now in hindsight and and look at. I'm so glad we had it here in the files in, well, in Gene's old files we pull from. Yeah, what's funny is like what six years later, I'm actually working with him. Well, that's a, yeah, in picture. So. Um, yeah, what happened in the interim was that I, I went to Art Center 
uh, College of Design there in Pasadena, California, uh, to study uh, industrial design. And I, I was able to get just a little bit of work. You know, I did a painting for uh, a record cover for the carpenters um, uh, who did um, Calling Occupants about in the – All of the interplanetary craft. Calling All Occupants, yeah. So I did that uh, record cover and a few other things. I did the uh, the Cine Fantastic uh, magazine cover for the 20,000 Leagues issue. And I found out that um, – oh, you know what happened was uh, our car broke down actually – and and I could not go to school. So um, what happened in the interim was uh, Star Wars came along. And um, oh, that yeah, you know. I, uh, but that was quite a ways. You know, it's a galaxy far, far away. But I'd seen all of these articles about Star Wars featuring the artwork of an LA-based artist, Ralph McQuarrie, and, and I, I I loved his artwork. So I. L.A. Bay. I looked him up in the phone book and called him because I had to meet this guy. And, uh, you know, he answered the phone. It's like, hello. I says, hi, I'm calling for Ralph McQuarrie. I says, um, yeah, uh, this is Ralph. I said, I uh, and then suddenly I came up with the idea. I would like to interview you for my school newspaper. So <laughs> he bought that. He said, well, come on over. So we got to know each other. Uh, when my car broke down, he said, I said, I'm looking for some work. He said, well, I'm, I'm working on two projects. Um, one is Buck Rogers, and one is a new TV series that's called Star World, uh, you know, done by the Dykstra Group. Um, you know, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll put your name into both of these projects, and we'll see what happens. So so he did, and I thought, you know, Dykstra's group with uh, Joe Johnson and all those guys designed Star Wars. I, I'm going to go work for them. And I mentioned that to Ralph, and he said, okay. I went in and saw Dykstra, and I got the job working on Star World. And the first thing they wanted me to do was like helmets, and uh, for, for this new adversary that that was in this uh, show, uh, these robots. And, and later on, they wanted me to instead of just the helmet part, the head part, they wanted the whole thing. And so I eventually ended up designing the Cylons for Battlestar Galactica. And when they changed the name, and uh, that sort of got my foot in the door. Uh, the car was fixed. I went back to school. And then later, Ralph calls me and he says, um, he says, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm, a, I'm in kind of a spot. He says, uh, George, quotation marks here, <laughs> wants me to go up north and, and work on the next Star Wars. Uh, I've been working on this Star Trek film. And as my ears perked up because I, I was a fan and it's like mm-hmm. a film. He says, yeah, they're doing this motion picture. He says, but I, I can't. I can't work on it because I'm doing Star Wars. So I gave them your name. Is that okay? Is that okay? <laughs> oh, I hope it was okay, Andy. Well, I had to apologize for dropping the phone and, you know, all of that. Sort of <laughs> anyway, I went in. They looked at my work. They hired me to uh, start doing design work on the spaceships and, you know, of the motion picture. So that's. That's how I got in there and, and eventually met Gene. We talked to uh, Robert Wise and, um, uh, you know, started designing stuff. Right. So anyway, that was like this full circle of, first of all, writing him like a fanboy and then being able to work on the show. Now, Mike Akuda in The Next Generation did the same thing. He was a fanboy and he kept writing the show and talking about doing graphics. And before he knew it, he was hired to do graphics. And then he became the graphics guy. So. Yeah. Uh, it's a wacky world, isn't it? Yeah, 
It is. Well, I, you know what? I'm just paging. That's amazing. I, uh, it, but it shows you the value of persistence. And if you've got the goods, somebody is eventually going to, um, you know, find that and, and recognize it. And it doesn't hurt if you do an interview for your high school paper, whether you have or your college paper or whatever it is, whether you have one or not, I suppose. Well, actually, <laughs> he did. And they did print the interview. So, oh, okay. So that worked out. But That's anyway. good. Well, I'm just I'm just paging through your letter here with the sketches and looking at sure. things like moving the rank up on top of the uh, you know up and up in camera frame of a talking face and you know lightening the uniforms and some of the the ideas for the for the armored security guy here or just all these ideas that I mean your, your little shuttlecraft you sketch here looks a lot like your first rendition of a shuttlecraft for Next Generation even your yeah. original take. It's just a, it's just an amazing letter. It's, a, it's this is some of the best archaeology we can do. But there is so much here, though, Andy. Would you do me a favor? Would you come back on with us in the future, and uh, maybe we can get into some more of these ideas more in depth, and maybe later. <laughs> yeah, sure, I'd be happy to. Uh-huh. On the, we'll start with the motion picture and go on. But just for right now, this is an amazing, you know, first contact of your own here with Gene and. And the fact that his reaction, I love how he throws all the caveats. Now, we don't know if we're going to have a show. And now, it would be behoove you to learn the way of Hollywood as well as art. But sure, I'd like to see one of your paintings. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's I, I don't know if you realized at the time. Did you have a sense of thinking, wow, this is great, I'm so lucky, or was it all just in stride? I, I remember thinking that I wished he had signed it. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, you know uh, that aside you know just just the fact that that this letter was generated and i'm sure it was it came from gene you know i, I can't imagine you know i don't know if susan was working for him at the time or not but i can't imagine some secretary just dashing that off but no no that was that was definitely his yeah definitely his wordage yes well andy yeah. this has been a great hopefully a first visit and we'll have you back and we'll get it we'll deep dive into some more of these uh early artworks we found in gene files and maybe if we're lucky maybe you can share some of your own you never know okay thanks so much andy we'll talk to you later very soon Thank you. Been a pleasure. And of course, if you enjoyed uh, our visit today with Andy, you can too see all the documents we've been discussing, his letter and Gene's reply at facebook.com slash the Trek Files. The Trek Files is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. Executive producer, Rod Roddenberry. Additional production by Ken Ray. All documents are available at facebook.com slash the Trek Files. For more great podcasts, check out podcast.roddenberry.com. For more deep diving of Star Trek behind the scenes, visit Dr. Trek and Portal 47, that's me, at larrynimichek.com. Podcast.roddenberry.com, the Roddenberry Podcast Network.